is eSports Prime Time on a Wednesday night from the DraftKings Sportsbook Studios. I'm your host, Buck Rising. I'm proud, as always, to be presented to you by the fine folks at Two Rivers Ford. Two Rivers Ford is the official headquarters of the 2021 Ford Bronco and so many other cool Ford vehicles. Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet is where you can find them. And if you can't find them on the lot, you can do your research, do your window shopping online at tworiversford.com. DraftKings Sportsbook, promo code A to Z Sports, gets you in on all the action. Whether you're betting tonight's Yankees-Blue Jays game or whether you're getting in on the NFL offers that they have for you, college football as well. Promo code A to Z Sports, make sure that you can participate at great length. Brimac Mechanical, satisfaction guaranteed on all of your HVAC needs. B-R-Y-M-A-K, Brimac.com. And of course, the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage, your dream address without the stress with the official real estate agent of the Tennessee Titans and the Nashville Predators and A to Z Sports primetime. So uh, the news today from Ian Rappaport was this, and I'll read the tweet directly from you, given that he uh, given that he was reporting on this earlier today. Ian Rappaport this morning uh, and also, we I, I didn't even I didn't even think to add this as a part of the show, but uh, uh, Isaiah Wilson is going to be in New York at the same time as I'm going to be in New York because he apparently signed on to the Giants practice squad today, also reported by Ian. But um, so Rappaport says, could the Titans be without their top two wide receivers this Sunday? Question mark. Wide receiver Julio Jones is getting treatment on a leg injury and his status versus the Jets is up in the air. Sources tell me in Tom Pelissero. A.J. Brown may also miss a week or two with a hamstring injury. So it's both of them that are dealing with hamstring issues. Julio Jones was on the injury report with a hamstring today, uh, as was A.J., obviously. So it's possible that they're without Julio and A.J. against the Jets and maybe games into the future. Now, what you would say automatically, or at least what many of you would say, is that well, damn the Jets, damn the Jags. Let's uh, let's see if the Titans can get them healthy the two of them for Buffalo on Monday Night Football here in Nashville, and then the following Sunday on a short week, the Kansas City Chiefs will be traveling to Nashville as well. So two road games back-to-back and then two home games of uh, really, really substantial uh, AFC playoff implication consequences. Now, Jacksonville also matters for your postseason aspirations because, of course, you know, the easiest way to get into the playoffs is to win your division. And so far, the division around the Titans appears to be quite bad. But those two games are obviously critical if you're looking for, you know, the the uh, if you're looking for the top seed, frankly, with the Chiefs struggling early on the way that they are and the ability for you to capitalize on those games. Certainly, the Bills look to be hugely impressive and the rest of the AFC is kind of up for grabs this year, it would seem. So, with that in mind, the question that I want to ask you and start off with your Two Rivers Ford take, on a scale of 1 to 10, how concerned are you about the Titans wide receiver depth? Let me know on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and on Twitch if you would be kind enough and we could get and we will get into the conversation here at greater length. Let me know on uh on A to Z Sports Prime Time. Your Two Rivers Ford take, how concerned are you on a scale of 1 to 10? While you guys do that, I will remind you about the people who present your Two Rivers Ford take. That, of course, is Two Rivers Ford. Two Rivers Ford has the Built For You program, which provides you uh, the exact vehicle, the exact Ford vehicle that you want with all the customizable options, 
the exact color that you select if you go out to visit them in Mount Juliet and the vehicle, the exact vehicle that you want is not on the lot. Two Rivers Ford's Built For You program is just one facet of their award-winning customer service because they'll get you the exact Ford that you want, the exact color with the exact uh, customizable options that you select and bring it right to your door when it is ready for you. Two Rivers Ford has the non-commissioned sales staff that puts no pressure on you throughout the course of the car buying experience. There's a reason that they're the best. Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet or online at tworiversford.com. So let's get some numbers in here before you hear from the head coach on a scale of one to 10. Um, This is uh, very concerning for sure, Josh on YouTube says, but we still have a healthy king and the Jets offensive line has been awful and our pass rush has been really good. It's true. Like if, if you had to have a moment where these two would both be out because of injury, then potentially we, we expect AJ Brown to not be able to go I would say it's leaning towards, and it could change. It's the first day of work for them on the field this week. But I would anticipate Julio is probably not going to play. Again, it could change at some point. It's very early on. And you do need both of them down the stretch run, right? It can't just be Derrick Henry, Derrick Henry, Derrick Henry, um, even though it's been so far Derrick Henry, Derrick Henry, Derrick Henry through the first three games. And you're correct. The pass rush for the Tennessee Titans has been good and the Jets offense looks very bad. Now the Jets defense is not very good. And in fact, um, or excuse me, the Jets defense is good. And with the situation for them today, I saw that Marcus May, their top safety will probably miss this game or will miss this game and will miss three to four weeks after that. So the Jets are taking uh, taking a beating right now, but you can't you, listen. You're they have not. They did not beat the Colts enough to make me think that they're good enough to sleep on anybody, Jags, Jets, or anybody in between. Even those, even though those two teams appear to be the two worst in all of professional football this year, and by quite a wide margin among all the zero and three teams. On a scale of one to ten, what is your concern level? You know, I understand what Josh is saying. You may not need. You may not need um, Julio Jones or AJ Brown. You may not need both of them in this particular game. But of course. You, you want to monitor the situation because both are listed as uh, listed with hamstring injuries and with hamstring injuries those tend to linger so we will consider uh, we will consider them you know long-term prospects as they try and work their way back into the rotation or at least back out on the practice field uh drew Acosta says hey Buck long time no talk I wanted to ask you two questions first question. Do you think we should go ahead and sign Golden Tate? No, is the answer to your first question. Golden Tate is washed. And the second is, should J-Rob sign the 6'8", 325-pound offensive lineman that is holding up the sign that he wants to play for the Titans? Why not? Well, why not is because, um, you know, if they wanted him, they would have brought him in by now. And and that's respectfully. At, in fact, he he I saw that he DM'd me on Twitter and he wants to do an interview. His name's Jalen Fly Sadler. And I believe that he played if I'm not mistaken, at Austin P. So the, the circumstances for him uh, kind of arose. I think he was not able to attend the combine or there was not able, Austin P wasn't able to have a pro day or something of that. Again, I, I forgive me. I'm not, I'm not familiar with his uh, situation at, as a whole, but I do know that he's been out there long enough that if the Titans wanted to, you know, even put him on the practice squad, they would have done it by now. So no, no on Golden Tate and, 
as to as to the uh, as to Jalen Fly Sadler. Um, again, respectfully, I, I think it's commendable what he's trying to do, and and I and I respect him for not wanting to give up on his NFL dream. No, nor nor should he if he's got the time and the patience uh, to continue what he's doing. Then, of course, more power to him. Um, but I would say to you right now, there, there's, there's probably a reason the Titans haven't reached out after, you know, it's been a considerable amount of time at this point. So, uh, let's, uh, let's get into the conversation about the wide receivers though. Let's make sure that we stay on track, uh, on a scale of one to 10, Abdul says a four, bring in Marcus Johnson. We're good. Um, and Marcus Johnson, the, uh, training camp all-star who was immediately put on injured reserve to start the season. Uh, is not yet activated, but he has been cleared to return to practice, both him and Brady Breeze. So they can activate him at any point between today, when he returned to practice, and the next 20 days, 21 days, including today, they can bring him back at any point, uh, activate him, and count him towards the active roster. He can continue to practice over the course of those 21 days without taking off a roster spot right now if he's not fully ready to go. So it doesn't guarantee that he's going to be ready for Sunday, but they do, in theory, have the ability to activate him at any point between now and the next three weeks. The same with Adoree Jackson, right? Uh, Adoree would return or not return on certain days to practice and then didn't end up playing, basically, for several, I mean, almost a full month, if I recall correctly, after they activated him until the Green Bay game on, it wasn't Christmas Eve, but it was Christmas it was the weekend before Christmas, I feel like, the Green Bay game in Green Bay, Adoree Jackson's first appearance. So it's possible, but um, at this point, not not a given that you will have him available. Uh, let's see. What the hell is Reynolds here for, says Will Dodson Jr.? I guess they signed him to get flagged for legal motion, which has been his greatest impact on a game so far for the Titans in the only game that he did appear in, right? He was active. Uh, on game day for Seattle, and that's where the illegal motion penalty that Will is referencing came from. Um, he was he was considered a healthy scratch against the Colts, and if I recall correctly, a healthy scratch against the Cardinals in Week One. So you know Chester Rogers has earned the opportunities over him. It's possible that both you know somebody like Josh Reynolds, who is on the active roster, and even somebody like Mason Kinsey, and I mean theoretically Des Fitzpatrick uh, could be activated, could be called up to the active roster on, say, the Saturday before the game if they feel like they can give them legitimate contributions. So there are options at wide receiver. And in fact, Mike Vrabel was asked about this earlier today about the depth of the wide receiver position by our friend Teresa Walker of the Associated Press. You mentioned you are going to have a lengthy injury report. How is uh, How are you at wide receivers? Well, we'll see how we are today at practice. We'll see what they can do, and we'll go from there. We'll put it on an injury report after we see what they can do. Is this a good? I mean, AJ's injury. Is it a good thing that uh, you know that's a position that you, you're kind of deep in this year? I mean, there's been years past this franchise has not been able to go as deep when one or two guys are maybe on the injury report. Well, I think what we try to do is try to insulate ourselves everywhere for for a lot of things that come up. I mean, player availability um, fluctuates throughout the season, and so hopefully, you know, that everybody that um, shows up for meetings and comes to practice, uh, can can understand that they could potentially have a role in the game. So, you know, not a, not very revealing of Mike Vrabel, but, you know, you you do kind of get the point that he's trying to get across. And listen, they lived that. They, they put that into practice 
on Sunday against the Colts when in the fourth quarter, as we talked about, Julio Jones and A.J. Brown weren't on the field and you were running out there with a collection of backup skill position players and you won the game with those backup skill position players. As I, as I mentioned, new, the new wide receiver won, at least for the foreseeable future. Nick Westbrook-Akina will be on my radio show tomorrow at 11.45 Central Time, uh, so make sure that you're listening to that live or you can check out the podcast, The Buck Rising Show, in your favorite podcast app. Leave a, do me do me a solid. Let me uh I, I haven't seen any new reviews on the uh on the radio show's podcast page. So go ahead and follow that and leave us uh leave us a review or leave it you could leave us a nice review, you could leave us a nasty review as long as you leave me five stars. Uh do, do as you like. It would make me happy either way as long as I get the five stars out of it. Um and if they're funny, maybe we'll even read them on air tomorrow. But uh so Nick Westbrook Aquina, Chester Rogers, Cam Batson, Racy McMath. Josh Reynolds, I mean, considering the practice squad, you have Mason Kinsey and you have Des Fitzpatrick, it's, you, you, you're okay, it feels like, with these wide receivers. Now, is it ideal? Of course not. And you still have Derrick Henry, which we'll talk about coming up next, but I, I'll, I'll tell you how concerned I am here in just a second, right after I tell you about DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app and an official betting partner of the NFL. Bet just $1 on any football game this week and you can receive $150 in free bets instantly, no matter what. DraftKings Sportsbook also offers you same-game parlays, which allows you to combine multiple bets for a bigger payout. This week, place a same-game parlay on any NFL game and you will be credited up to $25 if your bet loses. Simply download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code A2ZSports to receive $150 in free bets instantly when you place a $1 bet on any football game. That's promo code A2Z Sports, just like you see behind me, to get $150 in free bets instantly this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older and present in Tennessee to bet. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call or text the Tennessee Red Line, one 800 889 Nine seven eight nine. So on a scale of one to ten, how concerned are you about the current wide receiver depth? Ethan says it's a huge concern at this point. Troy Woods is sitting on the fence with it. He's saying a five. Um, William Johnson says great opportunity for the lower tier wide receivers, which is exactly what Sunday against the Colts was, right? NWI caught a touchdown pass. Now he, he had a bad fumble, but um, you know, he made he made good on it. Uh, throughout the course of the game, it's not it's not like you can excuse a fumble because he scored a touchdown. But the the production from NWI was there. Chester Rogers also catching a touchdown pass, and Jeremy McNichols. So all three reserve guys coming in outside of your top line players and performing and executing. Now maybe not to on the whole the team didn't execute particularly on offense to the standard that you expect of them, but it still was a it still was a good performance to see from the rest of those guys because you showed that you could close out a game at the end that you were only leading by one against a divisional opponent with depth on your roster now we haven't talked we uh we haven't talked about pass rush depth and and we'll probably spend some time on that tomorrow given that uh bud dupree his availability is in question you saw that Derek roberson and of course rashad weaver were placed on ir earlier this week so and Sharif Finch added to the practice squad so I imagine that he may uh see at least uh, at least be active on game day potentially given that they are really really thin there right now um 
but I will say that it is a great opportunity for those guys to be able to perform. So from that standpoint, given what the offense has and given what Ryan Tannehill is capable of, you know, I would probably say I'm at a four. I'm not, you know, I'm not losing my mind. It's not great to not have A.J. Brown or Julio Jones potentially um, four games this early in the season. But I would say that if you had to have a time to do it, now would be early in the season against lesser opponents. And they're still NFL teams, but you can look at them as lesser opponents given that they are a combined 0-6 between them and, and they don't look like they're improving that much, that drastically over the course from their latest loss to the next between the Jets and the Jags, who you'll travel to next week and get your first taste of Urban Meyer and what that rivalry, quote unquote, will feature in the AFC South. But for uh, for the wide receiver depth, I'm probably sitting here at about a four. I'm not, you know, I'm not losing my mind about it. But the the thing that I'm the the thing that I'm 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 not outright worried about, but that I'm monitoring because of this is Derrick Henry's increased workload, which we'll talk about right now. Uh, Let me know on Facebook Live, Twitter, YouTube, and Twitch in the comment section, what is one thing you would change about the Titans offense through three games? Let me know in the comment section. We'll talk about it together. Uh, What is one thing, you know, whether it be how often Todd Downing runs on first down or whether you think that Derrick Henry should see even more work with what, uh, with then, then he's already getting, which is a lot. Uh, Dom Odell says, who's to say we won't continue having this problem though. And, and talking about the, the durability of the wide receivers and Dom, you know, this is, this is the, the risk that you run right with, with a 32 year old wide receiver who's, Season was cut short, drastically cut short last year because of injury. And also, AJ, who the the injuries, it's not like they're related to one another, but he has been unavailable at various points. Now, the best thing that you can say about AJ last year is that he probably should have been unavailable more, but found ways to battle through those knee issues. Hammy's for a wide receiver are are difficult. They are they are difficult to kind of push through. Um, not to say that a bone bruise like he was experiencing in his knee last year was was easy. Uh, none of it is easy, but you would say that the potential for hamstrings to continue to arise um, to the detriment of the player is is enough that it would cause you to keep it in the back of your mind throughout the course season for both of them, because apparently according to the injury report today, even though, you know, on, on Sunday night, it was, or Sunday afternoon with Mike Vrabel, it wasn't an injury that had Julio sidelined on Monday. It turned into tightness. And on Wednesday, he's on the injury report with a hamstring. So I, I think that that is a problem, but what one thing, what one thing would you change about the Titans offense through three games? Easy E says the coordinator, he has no creativity, um, and listen, I think, I think that Todd's been pretty good. Could it be better? I mean, like, like they would tell you, and as Todd's going to speak to the media tomorrow, I'm sure he would tell you it could always be better, but, um, <laughs> Chris Frazier says, stop, run, 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 run. Yes. The, uh, the excessive usage of Derrick Henry, it works, but for how long can it work? That's a, that, that is a question. 
Um, Drew says he would add more play play action rollouts and bubble screens. Jackie Holbert brings up a big one, which is the turnovers, right? The Tennessee Titans are second worst in the league right now, only above the Jacksonville Jags and right below, in fact, the New York Jets, um, whose quarterback has thrown two touchdowns, both of which to Corey Davis, and uh, two touchdowns to seven interceptions so far in his rookie season. So if you're if you're working against that and you're giving up the kind of fumbles uh, that you have and certainly, what is it, three interceptions for Ryan Tannehill so far on the season, your, your turnover differential is going to bite you in the ass at some point if you continue on this trend. And the defense, by the way, is not creating the kind of turnovers that they were last year, so that does factor into it. As well. But the one thing that I would change about Derrick Henry's, or excuse me, about the Titans offense, I've given away my answer. The one thing that I would change, um, I'll tell you here in just a second, right after I tell you about our friends at Brymac Mechanical. B-R-Y-M-A-K, Brymac.com. Satisfaction guaranteed on all of your HVAC needs. Commercial, residential, Brymac has you covered. They're the best in the business. They're a family-owned business. They have three locations in Tennessee and For those of you who listen and watch us in Kentucky, because I know there's a strong contingent of Titans fans in Kentucky. B-R-Y-M-A-K, Brymac Mechanical, Brymac.com. So, for the purposes of the Tennessee Titans, what one thing would you change? Well, here's here's what I'll say. They are using Derrick Henry a lot, both as a runner and, ironically enough, as a receiver. Um, In the screen game, in the checkdown game, they are finding ways to get Derrick Henry the ball in both ways, and it's working, right? But for the purposes of Derrick Henry's longevity, and listen, durability has never been a problem with Derrick, right? Until such time as it is, we can't cite it as, well, if you use him up early in the season, then his performance will falter because there's just literally no evidence of that through, what is this, six years of Derrick Henry, if I recall correctly? Maybe five years of Derrick Henry, um, if memory serves. I think five years is correct. But uh, Chill chill Mode says, I'm so sick of having to be okay with second-tier players being our primary answer. Um, well, I don't know what that means, Chill Mode. You're going to need to expand on that. Who, who, who are you referencing as a second-tier player? Um, are you talking about your... You're talking about your wide receiver room right now? Expand for me, if you would. Mr. Clean says, Sergeant needs some playtime to hell of a change-up run game. No, I mean, uh, Makai Sergeant is, listen, he's a lovely story. He's a lovely story, but he does, I mean, it's just, it's, it's, that's all it is. Um, uh, you would, you would much rather have McNichols in that spot. You would much rather have, honestly, Darrington Evans, if he can get the hell on the field. Uh, the Makai Sargent thing is is just a feel-good uh story for Makai Sargent and more power to him. Continue to continue to to practice and and play at a high level. But if we're if we're looking at this, we're looking at this realistically, it's just kind of like, well, there's 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 nothing and I and I I, I mean this respectfully. This is not an attack on Makai Sargent, even though it probably is starting to sound like one. There's just nothing special about it, right? He do, he doesn't give you explosiveness in the running game. He gives you great effort, great effort, and that's that's all you can ask of a player who lacks special abilities. Um, but I would not say I would not say that there is a there is a great changeup running game opportunity with Makai Sargent as the person to spell 
Derrick Henry. Darrington Evans, you've not needed him, and it's a good thing you haven't needed him because he hadn't been available to you. But what I'm what I'm looking at is just how many touches Derrick Henry is getting. Because what I saw uh, Ian Harditz, who works for Pro Football Focus, and I have my quibbles with Pro Football Focus, but I never have issue with the information that Ian provides. What he tweeted out about Derrick Henry over the last couple of days is, one, the government doesn't want you to know that Derrick Henry has more receptions on the season than Alvin Kamara, which is laugh out loud funny. And then what he also points out is Derrick Henry is on pace for a casual 521 touches, both passing or both receiving and rushing this season. That's wild, wild, 521. He's got 80 carries so far on the season. That's 13 more than the next closest running back. There's there's running backs who don't even get 13 carries in a game. Derrick Henry's got 13 more than the next closest running back um, sitting with 80 carries overall. And that's not even including what he's done in the passing game. He's been great, um, but you want him, and you've never had to worry about him before this way, so maybe I'm being unnecessarily concerned. But I would say that the one thing that I would change about how they're using Derrick Henry is just is just to to try and find ways to to take some pressure off of him. Right now, it I don't think that's going to change in the next two weeks. Potentially, without potentially, you you you're probably without AJ Brown for the foreseeable future, and you're probably going to be without Julio Jones on Sunday. We'll see if he gives it a go. I would be surprised if they risked it, if they're feeling that way about his about his um, his his longevity already in week three, right? With the way that they sidelined him on in the in the fourth quarter of that game against the Colts. But I just i I don't want to. I don't. I, the the best thing about Derek is is that he's available. That he's is that he's durable. He's also an incredibly special player. And there's no evidence to there's no evidence to look at Derrick Henry and say, okay, this is going to change if they continue to feed him the ball. In fact, it's almost the opposite. Derrick Henry gets better the more times he touches the football because the offense just or the defense just gets tired of him beating the holy hell out of him, uh, hell out of them. But I I just don't I don't want them to, you know, go full force Derrick Henry so early in the season. And off a 2,000-yard season and a playoff, you know, he didn't he didn't do a ton in the playoffs because they only had one playoff game. But even the postseason that he had before, I don't want that to detract what Derrick Henry can give them late in the season if I'm a Titans fan or if I'm trying to manage him. So he's a cyborg, right? He can, he can handle it until such time as he can. And I just, I just think that, you know, it's it's what makes him incredible. I just don't want to see them test it more than need be. Now, it may be essential right now, and this is also what he's paid to do. So maybe that's not a big issue. But I talked about this today, new episode of the Install with Greg Cosell of NFL Films. Greg and myself talked about this on the podcast today, as well as a great many other things. Um, listen to Greg on the Titans run game and on Derrick Henry's workload right now. What were your observations about Derrick Henry in this running game? You know, it's funny you asked me that because I got the sense watching the tape that they challenged Luan and Saffold this week because yeah. their run game went predominantly to the left side of the offensive formation. And I still think they can be more consistent, 
in their execution of their run game. I mean, Henry, I think, had a 19-yard run and a 14-yard run. And other than that, it was tough sailing. Um, right. He's been far more effective running out of 12 personnel, meaning one back and two tight ends. <clears throat> Excuse me. He's not as effective running out of 11 personnel, meaning one back, one tight end, and three wide receivers. So I'm sure they know this as well. But I, I think that the running game is still a work in progress. Look, I know Derrick Henry. I've, I've been around him. I've, been, I've stood next to him in my in my life. So I know what he looks like, and he's just a freak, you know. But I just wonder, 35 carries two weeks ago, 28 this week. Can you do that every single week? I, maybe you can. The guy the last two years has been freakish, and he is built differently than most. Yeah. But that's just an awful lot of carries and an awful lot of touches and I just wonder if that can continue with 15, uh, 14 more games to play. So for Derrick Henry, you know, they, they are, as, as Greg pointed out, Lawan and Saffold played a much better game. And, and, you know, I think his observation is probably correct in that they probably challenged the left side of that offensive line to, hey, go out there, kick ass, take names, and don't worry about it because you did see that kind of performance from them. Um, it can be better, as Greg pointed out, but also, you know, it's something to worth it's worth monitoring, right? 14 games left in the season, and and Derrick Henry is seeing the ball a ton. Uh, Dean Buckwalter says two or three game lead in the division and then let him rest. Um, Ronnie Sneed says Greg Cosell is dead on. Greg's always dead on, man. Greg's the best. Uh, I and I really hope that you guys are enjoying listening to that. It's, it's, I feel like I keep plugging podcasts every time that I talk to you guys, but. I really hope that you're enjoying that podcast that we're doing every Wednesday as much as I enjoy doing it. Um, and as much as Greg, I mean, Greg lives for this stuff, right? I don't know when he sleeps. I don't know when he eats. He seems to never leave that room outside of uh, on Sundays when I see him doing the NFL matchup show with Sal Palantonio and Matt Bowen on ESPN. But um, I hope that you guys are are really, really enjoying the uh, the the Cosell podcast. It's called The Install if you haven't uh Give it a given it a follow yet, and also if you would like to leave us reviews or uh, or five star ratings, there we would greatly appreciate those as well. They are always they always make they. It's, uh, Greg Greg likes to joke that he's an Uber driver, so if you leave Greg five stars, he'll make sure you get your money's worth. Um, so what I will say, what I will say to you is that it, it's just fair to wonder, right? It doesn't mean that they need to move away from it. It doesn't mean that it's not the right approach. Derrick Henry is spectacular at just persevering. So I, I just, it's just something I'm curious about to see if he can continue to do it. Uh, he had 35 carries against the Seahawks. It's wild. It's just wild. No other running back is doing it like that and continuing to do it like that. Um, I love the one clip of Titans highlights of the bats and TD. You can hear out. Uh, well, Batson didn't catch a touchdown chill mode, so I'm not sure. Uh, whether you're talking about uh, whether you're talking about McNichols or NWI or Chester Rogers, uh, you can hear Lawan yell out, "It's you and me, Raj!" After the ball snaps. So I don't know. Uh, maybe, maybe has Batson had a touchdown in a regular season game? I don't. I don't think so this year. Uh, so maybe you're confusing a play or confusing a player. But either way, uh, check out the install. And we went into into depth about Tom Brady going back to New England this weekend. We did a lot of. We did a lot of fun games that you guys are going to look forward to. Um, uh, so with that being said, Derrick Henry's workload, I'm not, I'm not like worried about it, but I'm, you know, I'm just monitoring the situation. 
at this point. Do you think Henry should get NFL MVP consideration, says Twinder? I mean, it's, you know, it's week four. Uh, I don't really care about the MVP. I know that's important to you guys, um, or at least it's important to some of you. I mean, he's not a quarterback. It's a quarterback award. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not, uh, it's just, it's just not a running back award. You know, I'm not, I, Henry, Henry is an incredibly important piece of what they do, but, and I don't want to, I don't want it to sound like I'm dismissing Derrick Henry, but I'm just, I just don't think it's a running back award. The most valuable position on the football field is the quarterback and the most valuable uh, quarterback is going to win the MVP. So, you know, if he wasn't going to, if he wasn't going to, if he, if he does back to back 2000 yard seasons, if hell, if he gets to 1500 yards, I'll be impressed. Um, if he does 2000, then I mean, they really, really ought to, they really ought to think about it, but it's just, it's just not a running back award. Um, so, you know, fairly or unfairly, I don't necessarily think that's fair, but this is how, this is how people vote on the MVP at this point. So, and you have to consider how, how infrequently people watch and maybe that'll change because of Derek. I mean, Derek gets talked about a lot in a lot of different places and, and he's a highlight reel. Um, he gets the Titans a hell of a lot more attention than they would otherwise, even, even with Julio and AJ and, and Tannehill and, and Simmons and all the other stuff. But uh, I just, I just don't think that there's enough momentum there to get a running back and MVP award in today's game. Right. Uh, but you never know. Maybe, maybe we'll see. He's he's certainly building a Hall of Fame resume. Um, so that would be it would be criminal if he if he finds a way to continue to continue to stack up incredible performances and and fantastic seasons and and lasts physically through all of it. I just I just until it happens, I don't know that it's I don't it's not impossible, is what I'll say. Let's just leave it at that. Um, all right. Pound Henry says Lewis Chesney, 45 carries. No, what are you trying? What do you, what are you, Lewis? What are you doing? You're an insane person. 45 carries. That's, it's just, it's dumb. <laughs> it's so dumb. You don't need to do that. Uh, wh- who was the last running back that got MVP consideration? Well, I mean, Derek got MVP consideration last year, but he, I mean, he didn't, he didn't get votes, right? He was one of the people that was available for, for the voters to vote on, but he didn't get a single vote for MVP. And that was with 2000 yards. So, uh, just, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't get bent out of shape about it. It's just not worth the energy. Uh, it's not worth the energy to do so. And, and if it, and if it somehow miraculously, mirac- miraculously happens, then more power to you. Um, but it's just, it's not a thing at this point for, for Derrick Henry, consistent trash is Chris Frazier. Yeah, I mean, like I said, it's uh, it's it's not <laughs> it's, it may not be fair, but it's just kind of it's just kind of the rules, um, or not not the rules, but the unwritten rules of the MVP voting. All right, let's talk about let's talk about uh, speaking of unwritten rules, let's talk about what Keith Bullock had to say earlier today on social media about Taylor Lewan. Now we didn't we didn't play this clip for you. I'm sure many of you have seen Taylor Lewan. Uh, the video that I took uh, and tweeted out from the A to Z Sports account, put on Instagram, um, of Taylor Lewan after the game, had a good game. You know, 
he had a moment where he, I can't remember if he was asked uh, about being booed by the fans or what it felt like to be back out in front of the fans after getting booed. Either way, Taylor Lewan was talking about being booed by the fans, and he didn't. He wasn't happy about it, right? Um, so this video is courtesy of me after the game on Sunday in the tunnel under Nissan Stadium where they bring the players out for interviews. Taylor Lewan talking about his situation um, and how he's how he just feels hurt about the fan base. Uh, the question is, do you agree or disagree with Keith Bullock's statement on Taylor Lewan and his uh, approach to this particular situation? Now, if you haven't seen Keith's comments, we'll put them up on the screen for you as well after you hear from Lewan. But do you agree or disagree with Keith Bullock's statements on Taylor Lewan on social media? While you guys get involved, uh, I'll let you know about our friends at the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage. GaryAshton.com is where you go for your dream address. Without the stress, GaryAshton.com is the official real estate agent of the Tennessee Titans. They're the best because they get you the best intel and the best properties in Middle Tennessee. Some of the properties may not even be on the market. You have to make sure that you're having all of the information humanly possible at your disposal. That's what the Ashton team provides to you when you visit them at GaryAshton.com. The best in the business. They got me my dream address without the stress as we sit here broadcasting in my home office um, from the first home that I ever bought. There's nobody else that I would go through that process with again other than Gary Ashton and the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage at GaryAshton.com. So, do you agree with Keith Bullock and what he had to say on social media about Taylor Lewan? Well, let's hear from Lewan first and then we'll show you uh, three of Keith's tweets in response to the situation that's currently happening between Taylor and Titans fans. I cruised back on the field, and our PA announcer, I know he just, I think his name was Matt, just got the job, first game, right? Announces that I'm back in the game. And these fans go to start booing. Now here's the deal. I don't know what that's all about. Like, I, I, I'm coming back from the ACL 10 months. Like, it's a, a, a difficult process. And yeah, I wasn't playing well at all. That was a really hard game to get over emotionally. Mentally, the light went out. Like that's how it went. The lights just went out. That's exactly. That's a perfect metaphor for all. Of it was a really uh, shitty deal. You guys are not be able to use any of this on cable. Um, but like it was, man. I, I really wish I could have like articulate like how difficult that was. And, you know, it was just hard to hear the fans after you know seven eight years of. As much as much as I tried to do for the city, boo! When I came back out there, that was uh, looking over at Ben, and he looked at me and smiled and shook his head, and I was like, "Damn, that's crazy! How fast they just turned!" And I'll never forget that. And uh, it was a difficult 24 hours, a difficult 36 hours, a difficult 48 hours. And, uh, yeah, that was hard. So. You know, for, for Taylor, he's he's clearly upset about it. And he talked again about it on the podcast. He, he did another episode with Will um, Compton on Bussin' with the Boys today. It's out available for you now. You can go watch it for yourself if you like. Um, but, you know, Keith Bullock, who, of course, is one of the Titans' best and most famous players and has been a hugely successful leader of men in many different assets, also now in the business world, you know, he, he made he made some comments on social media about this. Now, he's tweeting it at 104.5 The Zone, so I assume that 3HL was talking about it today and the uh, in the way that uh, – in the way that um, 
I assume Keith was responding to something. I don't know if Keith was on 3HL today or if he was just tweeting it at uh, at them during the course of their show while he was uh, while he was listening to the radio. But um, you know, for for and and I'll show you Keith's Keith's comments here in just a second. Now, what what Keith is is probably responding to is the same thing that we're all kind of looking at this like you know I I respect what Taylor is saying. Absolutely. Absolutely respect what Taylor Luan is saying, what he's feeling. I also think that when you when you do something like that, immediately after a game, whether you mean to or not, you stop making it about your team's win and your team's success and talking about your teammates, and you make it about you. And, you know, that's Taylor's right. If he wants to do it, clearly he doesn't have a problem doing it. And his, his teammates, T- Taylor, people love Taylor Lewan in the Titans locker room. Like the, the players aren't bent out of shape because of what Taylor did. The players probably identify a great deal with what Taylor's going through um, because he wasn't the only one being booed on Sunday in week one against the Cardinals. But what Keith says, and we'll, we'll show you these tweets uh, from him earlier today, because I think Keith makes a lot of really good points. Um, you're upset because the crowd booed you. People have been booed before you and will be booed after you. Media, cu- media cutting these players so much slack. You get booed, play better. Don't talk about it. Be about it. And he's tweeting this at the radio station. He goes on to say, you can't be somebody's daddy and then ask for forgiveness. If you are a leader of the pack, take it how it comes with the shrug emoji. Uh, again, he's tweeting this at 104.5 The Zone. He goes on to say, I like Taylor Lewan, 77, and wasn't at the game. He's a baller, and he'll be fine. Just saying this Twitter ain't the forum for support. Go out there, punish people, then host them on Bussin' with the Boys. And and Keith is, Keith, is so, Keith is so spot on in all of that analysis. And let this be the last time that we talk about Taylor Lewan and how fans feel about Taylor Lewan. Um, and let, until such time as, as Taylor himself brings it up again, if he does. And maybe he will, maybe he won't. Whatever. You know, I don't care. I don't care how Taylor conducts his business. I'm just saying, you know, it's our job to talk about it and to, you know, take fans reaction to it and discuss it with any light that we can shed on the situation. Um, lots of just says, tell him to grow some nuts. Well, you know, I mean, well, I don't, I don't care about all that. Like I said, I, I, I completely understand why Taylor's upset about it. I totally get it. I think that more athletes probably feel that way. Taylor's just comfortable enough voicing it. MB says, who cares? Play better and fans won't complain. It's a production-based business. And he played he played great uh, against Indianapolis. But he, you know, he's setting himself up for more scrutiny if he has any kind of a slip-up the rest of the season, basically. Um, to go back and say, well, you know, shut up and shut up and dribble is basically what fans are going to keep telling Taylor Lewan. And, you know, I don't think he should. I like that he's honest. I like that he's open. Um, so few athletes are, but I also get why, you know, if you're in a team setting in a team environment and somebody's talking about how they felt and their individual situation and on and on and on it goes, it, it's just, it doesn't, it doesn't help him at all. Right. There's nothing there. And may, maybe it just helps him to talk about it. Right. Uh, talking helps. I know football is not, Football is not normally associated with mental health, certainly, but there should be more he- mental health awareness in football. And I don't really care about grunt, dro- grunt, drool, growl, hand in the dirt, blah, 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 football. Like that, man card, all that crap. I don't, 
uh, it's just it's a waste of time for me. But um, you know, for Taylor, what what Keith is saying him uh, saying to him is, I think, completely valid advice. And how a lot of people, you know, yourselves included, many of you, feel the way that you feel. Uh, uh, let's be real. No, let's be real, man. No one expects an offensive lineman to chirp the way that Lawan does. No, in fact, that's why I love. That's why I love that he does right because God bless our our offensive linemen. So very boring to talk to on on a regular basis. I remember when Kendall Kendall Lamb got signed with the Titans. Kendall Lamb's a great talker. He really seems to enjoy it. And when he signed with the team, we did a Zoom with him. And I remember, you know, there was conversation about, man, we really need Kendall Lamb not to suck because he's a great quote. And quotes don't win football games, right? But just for the purposes of, just for the purposes of, uh, uh, for, for, you know, for good storytelling, Taylor's great for that. But I, I get why it can get tiresome to fans because it's eight years of this at this point, and he's he's just going to be the same guy. Good for him. He's comfortable being Taylor Lewan. That's more than a lot of people can say about being comfortable with who they are or themselves. Buck, you down like my comments, LOL, uh, says Theron. I, I didn't see your comments. That's actually the first comment that you saw. It's, it's always funny when people think that I see every one of their comments and I'm picking and choosing. No. Doing a million different things right now, and it's the best I can do to keep up with anybody's comments at this point, and also keep my train of thought. Uh, so you know, Keith Bullock speaking truth. Um, you know, Taylor, I think is going to be fine. But for Titans fans, I understand. I understand the frustration. I do, but it's probably not going to change. Um, that's the show for tonight. One more primetime show left to do this week. We are. Uh, we're. I'm excited to head out to New York on Saturday and to cover the Jets game for you guys. We'll do primetime from MetLife Stadium if uh, all goes according to plan. And either way, we'll be doing primetime from New York. I just have to make sure that the Jets uh, PR staff is comfortable um, with me doing uh, New York. And New York and California are probably going to have stricter rules. Uh, and oddly enough, Seattle was pretty, at least in the stadium, was pretty lax with uh, with all of the protocols. But anyway, um, so – Primetime on Sunday night will be in New York City. Uh, and the install with Greg Cosell is out and available to you now. There is going to be a 615 Sessions podcast with Joe Rexroad, with Teron Davenport, and myself. We're going to do it Friday after Titans practice to get the full week of storylines in and then talk about it before the game. And also, the radio show on 104.5 The Zone will be a lot of fun tomorrow, too. Nick Westbrook-Akina will be there. Uh, we will also have Mike Giardi of the NFL Network because we're going to talk a lot about Tom Brady going back to New England for the first time. And Mike covers the Patriots. He lives in Boston and he's been a part of the vast majority of Tom Brady's career in New England. So I know that he's going to look forward to it as well. He knows Mike he knows Mike Vrabel pretty well. In fact, Giardi for the NFL Network is oftentimes in our press conferences when they're head held virtually. Uh, that's going to do it for us this evening. Enjoy the rest of your evening. I'll talk to you tomorrow on the radio show on primetime. Or if you listen to the podcast, talking to you in a bunch of different places. So I hope you're enjoying it, and we will see you then.